Hi, everyone. This is Stefano from Avoid, and you're listening to Metal Loud. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, man. How are things in your world? Oh, pretty good, man. Uh, thank you, actually, for, for the great opportunity. It's a pleasure. And yeah, everything's going pretty well. Excited for the uh, release, which is, you know, going to it's scheduled on Friday. So mm-hmm. it's coming pretty soon. It's coming close. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's an amazing album, once again. Uh, I already talked to you guys, uh, I think it was back in 2016 with Retrogore. Oh, Retrogore, okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for your words, man. <laughs> well, I, I heard uh, the first single and I had to invite you guys over. It's awesome, really, really man. good. <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah. Cool, that's great, man. Thanks, really. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. <laughs> How did the recording process go this time? Um, it's a strange time we live in. So um, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that, that's a funny. It's a, that's a funny question because it's like, um, you know, aborted usually. That's how we usually record every album because we, you know, like uh, four of us living pretty much scattered across the globe, literally. Uh, no, and he live in the, uh, the U.S. Uh, spend in Belgium. I'm from Italy, so we never really uh, get a chance to work so much together uh, when we write songs. Uh, of course, when um, when it comes to uh, you know like the recording session, we usually uh, you know book the studio and we everyone flies into Germany to call the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like we at the same time we're a little more free in a way. Uh, Camp, for example, uh, did drums uh, at a studio. And I think it was in San Francisco. Uh, Ian recorded guitars and, uh, at his own studio. Uh, I did the same thing. Uh, Spam was able to go to a very good recording studio to launder studio. Um, uh, nearest place in Belgium, so that also gives a little more perspective of on how you think without feeling the you know the the, the urge the uh, the rush to uh, meet the deadline. Of course, there were deadlines this time as well, but um, maybe the fact that we weren't all together also gives a little more breath to you know like take our time and uh, uh, do do things simultaneously. Because of course, when you're in the studio. Uh, you know, you can do guitars and, drum, and bass maybe uh, when the drums doing, you know, the drummer is doing his own tracks, mm-hmm. but uh, you want to be there and trying to, you know, like witness as much as possible what's going on. But Cola uh, did a, an amazing job with the uh, mixing and mastering process. Mm-hmm. And we gave him so much feedback that it was pretty much like we were there. So he know, he's known us for a while now or, uh, Five plus years, so uh, that was pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. How does it um, usually work uh, to uh, start creating a song uh, mm-hmm. if you're in different parts of the world? Hmm. Uh, right. Who starts it? Uh, who does what? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, 
you know, for the, the last two records, uh, Ken kind of took care of the uh, uh, songwriting project because uh, other than being uh, an amazingly, stupidly talented drummer, he's also a very neat guitar player and um, he, he, he writes pretty much most of the music. I think he wrote like eight or more songs from Turbision and he pretty much wrote all of the uh, all of Maniacal. So what, what happens usually, uh, he sends us uh, like two, three riffs. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of a structure uh, in mind. So the riffs would, would also have, uh, you know, uh, program drums. And, you know, we would discuss the song and riffs and go over it and, you know, like suggest uh, each, to each other like ideas and if we like what, what he came up with, then he would de develop that into a full song. Or other times, it would just uh, give us like the, the whole thing. Uh, of course, maybe still uh, at a kind of embryonic like stage. But sometimes it also works so well that we didn't really change too much what he uh, sent us uh, in the first place. So that's what we usually do. And after that, we start writing on. Uh, uh, Working on our like our own tracks, uh, so Ian takes care of takes care of uh, soloing and of course rhythm and guitar. Um, I write bass parts, and of course, uh, Sven takes care of the lyrics and the singing like patterns. In the song. And that's how magic happens. You've been in the band since two thousand sixteen, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right after Retro War, yeah. Right after, right. <laughs> So you were there the last time uh, I spoke to the band? I think, no, 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 I wasn't there. Uh, I joined the band uh, summertime. I think the, uh, the, the band was uh, promoting actually uh, Richard Bohr through uh, like, you know, uh, uh, a little festival run. And mm -hmm. I, I joined, I think, end of July last, uh, 2016. So yeah, uh, mm -hmm. just a little over five years ago. How is the, the ride for you uh, thus far? Uh, do you have the feeling that you can completely express yourself in this band? Oh, yeah. Uh, do they, like, make me feel at home? Just, uh, I, I know it sounds uh, like a cliche, but it was like that. As soon as I got there, uh, we practiced uh, for like a, we, we just practiced for a day. And after that, we had like a 5,000 show, like an open air show in Germany. And I was so freaking nervous. But and after the second show that we did together, uh, the guys let me join like officially, permanently the band. And they were always like uh, super supportive. And like if they, they told me right from the start, if I, if I had like any ideas or riffs that I wanted to contribute to uh, uh, the band's writing process, I, I should have felt free to do that. And so, yeah, uh, they, they did a really great job. Like, at the um, making me feel like I, I've known the guys for a while. Yeah, uh, we're made uh, to feel very welcome. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bass is a very important part of uh, this type of music. I think it's. Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's what you feel. <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's you know, no, it's it's the most important instrument, definitely for sure. And there's a lot going on on this album, uh, particularly. Yeah, right. I think it's it's very layered. Oh, it's 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 correct. Uh, that's how 
I also like to, uh, you know, regard maniacal in terms of, uh, you know, harmony structure and that kind of stuff. But that's the right word that you just use layer. There's so much going on. And, uh, but at the same time, like I said, uh, with the mixing, uh, Kola did, did a great job because you, you can hear the samples, the simps, the, of course, like each single part of the drums. The guitars are really like center, like up front, but without being uh, obnoxiously loud. Mm-hmm. The, the, the vocals stand out real well. And there's also a good groovy feel, uh, what would be, a, you know, the, the, with the low end, the bass. And uh, I'm 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 really excited with the the, the bass tone that Cole uh, came up with. Uh, we worked on that together. Uh, it took us like a, I think a couple of days and a little tweaking here and there. But uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually stoked on how the album like sounds overall. You should be. It's uh, it's a killer. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, dude. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate. Uh, how would you describe the the theming on this particular album, the the Mania Cult album? Hmm. Well, um, so we, uh, I think Span came up with the idea of having like the central evil character, evil figure, and we, we kind of built a concept around that. Mm-hmm. So you have this uh, Lovecraftian like character whose name, of course, is inspired to um, um, by. Um, uh, a character is in one of uh, probably Lovecraft's most famous story, the Call of Cthulhu. And so we wanted to have this crazy guy um, but believing, like convinced that he could, he could summon the great old ones just to slay the entire planet. But uh, in reality, all of you know, everything that, that you see on the artwork, uh, you know, the, the whole like uh, ritual imagery it's just happening inside its head and it in a way it's kind of just kind of a metaphor to you know like what's happening in the world right now so you have this kind of uh exaggerated like informative hysteria where like people don't even know what to believe anymore and and it just you know lose lose like a grip on reality what's the real thing Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, even scarier than the, you know, like the, the monsters depicted in the artwork. Yeah, it's it's really um, uh, of this time. I think it's um, <laughs> especially the video with all the fake news in it. I really had to laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. That was funny, man. Like uh, we all kind of, you know, virtually like met together, and uh, we're like, okay, let's come up with the most insane headlines ever. And of course, like some of them are based on true fake stories, like, you know, like conspiracy theories that are kind of circulating still today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about uh, uh, 5G, like the, uh, the, the vaccine induced 5 thing or uh, the flat earth society. But I think the best one that we came up with uh, was, uh, I guess, like uh, man walks by microwave and, you know, after vaccine and it turns the power zone by itself. <laughs> I can picture that one. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. It happened to me when I got the second shot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you in the car. Um, my Wi-Fi uh, just increased, so. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can connect the internet so better now. Like, everyone should get vaccinated. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does interfere a bit with your television reception. But no, yeah, just, you know, still, need, uh, still needs a little bit tweaking, uh, but uh, they're working on it and signal should, you know, be better in the future. Bill Gates is on the case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how important is comedy for you? Uh, dude, it's uh, it's it's fundamental. Uh, not just uh, lyrically or thematically, but also in the, the whole like uh, interpersonal dynamics within the band. Uh, we we never like to take ourselves too seriously, even though we play. Um, you know, really aggressive death metal, lots of blasphemy, fast music. But if you ever like came to an abortive show, it's uh, there's always like room for uh, laughing, and because uh, we all think that the most important thing is having a good, having a great time, and we always try to do that. Because uh, of course, we're, we're just a bunch of horror movie and video game nerds that like to play death metal and happen to play together in a death metal band. So. That is all. You never have to take yourself too seriously. That's uh, no, and we, we wouldn't be credible anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> the last time I spoke with uh, the bands, uh, they described music as a musical form of horror films, and I think that's still very fitting. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it, in a way, some some of the songs definitely work like uh, they were written as a hypothetical uh, horror movie soundtrack and i like the that you agree with that and uh and also like one of our um approach uh to uh, songwriting is uh like i said we we all love the 80s horror movies but also like the, the, the um, contemporary ones so uh mm -hmm. as far as we can incorporate horror elements the uh, visual uh, sonic like dimensions, uh, dimensions of the music. Uh, we'll always do that. Even of course on stage when we uh, perform live, we, we always have a lot of um, carefully like thought of stage stage props and also like the interludes that we play in between songs during the, uh, the live set, the show uh, that we play before we start the show. It's it, it's all like. Like I said, really, uh, it's planned, and we try to kind of, you know, bring the horror experience on on up on stage as well, and you know, again, give the fans a real show, not just a bunch of dudes that play on stage. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's 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 really a three sixty degree kind of performance, also. I'd really love to uh, to come see you guys perform this stuff live someday. It's uh, it it sounds amazing on the album. So where are you based? Um, I'm based in the southeast of Holland. Okay, uh, I think we have. Uh, I saw Eindhoven, two. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I think we have two shows in the Netherlands. I guess not too sure about it, but yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> You can come to a show, man, and uh, uh, that'd be great. Of course, we can also like meet in person and see how much more stupid we are in person than we sound <laughs> on, you know, like on an interview. Oh well, it's always fun to talk to you guys. 
Um, how's the year gonna look uh, tour-wise? I saw you were uh, bent in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was a joke because um, well, well, a lot of people actually took that very seriously. Uh, you know, um, in Texas, they just passed the so-called, uh, I think it's called Heartbeat Act, mm -hmm. uh, where basically women are not allowed to uh, get an abortion after uh, six, the sixth week, the sorry, sixth week of pregnancy, which is insane. Cause you know, like, uh, the, the, the pregnancy week count start from the, uh, day where you, you know, where you, where the women got the, uh, last year. So anyway, even before they realized the pregnant, that that's already like the fifth or the sixth week indeed. So that's crazy. And we, you know, we want to let you, uh, you know, joke not at that because that's a very serious issue. But uh, you know, we want to we want to see like uh, how the fans will react to that. Mm -hmm. And but I think we we uh, gonna do something uh, like more serious about it. Uh, yeah. We're thinking of you know some initiative to support actually uh, the, the, the women's cause for that because that's straight up ridiculous, man. Mm -hmm. As a, a Dutch citizen, I didn't hear this part of news, so the joke went straight over my head. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, I just, you know, like, have, of course, I have a lot of, uh, you know, American friends, and of course, in the band is uh, two Americans, and also, like, I, I was happening to scroll on the, uh, uh, like, you know, like, CNN on the other, um, you know, American uh, newscast, and yeah, I just uh, read the, uh, like, a few, uh, few articles, and that's crazy, man. So it does explain a meme I saw today about um, uh, conception stars at erection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well. <laughs> but tour, <laughs> tour, where, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. are you going? Oh, uh, we're we're definitely gonna. Um, uh, you know, we have the however year before uh, with the uh, Asia strand that, we, that you just mentioned and the benighted his divinity in uh, Flighty Melchior, and I think we're working on some festivals for uh you know like summer next year 2022 mm -hmm. maybe uh try and see if it will be possible for us to go back to uh you know north america and the states mm -hmm. uh that that'd be great so uh, we're gonna try to you know compensate with the uh, uh lack of shows for the last couple of years and you know stay as busy as possible for next year for now we only have to confirm that that one tour, but we definitely work on something else. And when it comes to the, the new material, uh, which songs are you looking forward to most to play live? Personally, I'm dying to play Mania Calls. Uh, I think that that would make for a great opener. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love I'd love um, to to play like the, the intro, the album intro, uh, fitting into you know like the song and have the, the band like start the uh, actual like of the song so that one but also uh drag me to hell with you know with the melodic uh breakdown in the middle in um uh i would say also uh dementophobia which we're gonna release pretty soon it's a fourth and final video clip uh so just uh, keep your eyes open for that because that's gonna be a crazy one <laughs> cool. uh, so yeah there's definitely just three songs but I would also mm -hmm. say 
uh, Elder Quetmire too. That's that's also not one I'm kind of looking forward to playing on stage. Well, those are two of my favorites. Uh, oh, that's great, man! The Mania Cult one and Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, yeah I man. love those. But also right. for Bolgen was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a that's a very uh, like nice atmospheric uh, interlude that the kind of gives the uh, listener a little bit of a break in between like the the uh, two like sonic assaults at the yeah. uh, either side. Can you pronounce that one? Verbolgen? Uh, Verbolgen? Close enough. Uh, yeah, man, I'm still working on my Dutch, but uh, I think, uh, you know, like uh, staying pretty close with uh, Spen and um, other other guys like, you know, from uh, Holland and Belgium that kind of have a little bit I can also say, uh, I know I pronounced that really bad, but you know, you, you hear that. And thank you, but those are good words. <laughs> very, very, very efficient. <laughs> I was already uh, wondering uh, if they put uh, the G sounds uh, on purpose in those titles. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. So, like, let, let's make it like, as hard as possible for everyone to pronounce that. Like, let's see uh, how many. <laughs> Mispronunciation we're gonna get, yeah. but that and also like the Italian title of uh, I think the last one, uh, "Folly of the Gods," mm-hmm. and uh, so we, we try. You know, we we always embrace our, uh, plurilingualism as a band. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Do you have any last words for your uh, for your fans out there, our listeners? Oh, of course. Uh, just want to like say thank thank you all. Uh, for the, the great, amazing support that we have been getting, not just for the album, but uh, and, and the, the course of the uh, the band's entire career. It's so crazy to see, like, there's uh, still so many people that the eager to, you know, like, willing to uh, dying to listen to your uh, new music after 25 plus years of, you know, uh, death metal. So that's really humbling and means a lot. So thank you. Thank you guys for uh, the never-ending support. Really means the world to us. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you. you so much. And uh, we'll see each other on the road. Metal oh, yeah, man. Hopefully, yeah. Meet you soon, man. <laughs> you take care. <laughs>